Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and welcome to the inaugural one for this season, post-conference presser special. Now, just before anyone gets ready to think trade descriptions or ring the busies or anything like that, I do appreciate it is not quite the normal it is pre-season. However, it is the first time Jurgen Klopp and also Virgil van Dijk in this case sat down in front of the press to discuss everything that's been going on this summer and Dear Christ, how much has been going on. So, first thing I'm going to say is actually, Liverpool, disgrace. All that money you charge for LFC TV, for exclusives, you pitch it as matches, interviews, all these things, and you don't have the press conference on there. It's not, he wasn't even on the website today, folks, if anyone missed it. So, yeah, get your finger out on that, Liverpool, but that's one point to make. However, the press conference itself. So, Jurgen Klopp and Virgil van Dijk, as we said, ahead of the Leicester game tomorrow morning. So let's go through things blow by blow. Bit of analysis, bit of chat, bit of time to get ready to shout and call me an absolute whiner, whinger, whatever you want to label, but we are going to go through it. So up first was Virgil van Dijk looking, yeah, looking a little bit sheepish, I would say. And People will read into that based on the headlines that come out, what they saw. But I understand why, I, I would say. So the opening of this press conference, fascinating again. Last season's almost pantomime villain for Jurgen Klopp, it seemed at times in the press conferences. James Pearce went first and he went with a treble. But this is, was a fascinating start, folks. It really was. You know, a, a man that, as we know, and I don't think he did anything wrong, just to be clear, but seems to be in the Jurgen Klopp's bad books throughout the time. Asked the question to Virgil about Hendo. And literally, as he was doing it, he was interrupted by what I'm assuming is Liverpool's press officer, but couldn't be certain, and told that we're going to keep questions to this event, as in, don't ask about Hendo that way, James. This then prompted Jurgen Klopp to laugh out loud quite loudly, you know, and say that will be a challenge. I don't think anyone disagrees with that, Jürgen, at all. Due to uh, a slightly awkward looking, shall we say, Virgil van Dijk, understandably, who said, yeah, no, I'll answer it. So, yeah, we miss him a lot. 
yeah, he praised him again. You know, the things that he said in his video as well, but it is a part of football. Then James Pearce mentioned about, you know, James Milner as well. And, you know, answered that, that those names he left us are naturally very important, but other players have to step up now. To be fair to Virgil, pretty standard answer. I don't know anything else he would say, you know, got it right. Maybe the mark of a leader or a captain. Who knows? Virgil was also asked about, you know, putting it right after the last season. He said, yeah, that that is the feeling. A lot of things didn't go as we wanted, but we want to put it right. Again, nice straight back, correct answers. Couldn't really put it any other way. You know, got a, it wasn't stern. He wasn't, he wasn't banging the table, but there was a, a sense of steel in the answer, I'd say, put it that way. Naturally, was asked about the captaincy, you know, Ken Jay's pace there, understandably. Was quite honest, a little bit sheepish again. There's nothing been announced, so I can't say much about it. It's always been a proud moment for me previously, and, you know, it, it did come out that he will captain the, the side for us, or would do captain the side, sorry, to, tomorrow in the Leicester game. You know, it was a it was a difficult one for, for Virgil in that short period, but there was a lot of eyes on him because of the nature in the opening. I thought he did well. I thought he straight batted everything really, really well. And, you know, couldn't have done anything any better there. Even when, sort of the one to mention, he was asked about the new players as well, naturally, McAllister, Sabozlai, said, yeah, I've been impressed with those new guys. They've settled, settled in well. And hopefully we will have success together. And then just as a follow-up, because I know people might see this or have been questioning the injuries, it was confirmed by Klopp that Sposlai or Good should play tomorrow. So that was a positive. But yeah, cue Virgil van Dijk leaving the stage. Yeah, short, eventful, well played from... <laughs> I will let you decide if you think he's going to be future captain there guys so Jurgen Klopp then on his own takes centre stage after VVD leaves to a round of applause I'm going to chop this up because there's so many things to to go through here sort of and then lead into a crescendo I'm not even going to do it in the order he answered in I don't think that's the best way of doing it so he was asked about at one point young Stefan Bajsetic mentioned you know that it didn't make sense to take him as he'd lose two three four days with us so he'd be back which is good news for us. It's good to hear some good news as it stands at the moment. He will be back in team training when we get home. He also mentioned that Thiago was, you know, naturally left behind at the same time, but also did not say, I think it's important to say, did not mention him as returning to team training. So we've not really got an update on when that will happen. And then James Pearce asked again to Klopp specifically about 14 minutes in, about Hendo, okay, and actually about the situation, what happened. And I get why he was asking this. You know, this, this isn't a dig at all. I think it was great questions to ask if you can get the info and put it to Klopp, you know, how it happened, you know, what's led to this type of thing. Good question. So he said, yeah, Hendo, nothing new. It's exactly the same. We wanted to keep him, but if he wants to leave, then we won't throw rocks and stones. You know, we're full of respect in that situation. It wasn't about me convincing him. It was about me reacting. There's so many things you could imply, read into that, almost gives you a feel that he wanted to keep Hendo. They've had that conversation. No, you are not going to be a starter. 
almost from, from what you mentioned as well, that Hendo would almost step into that Milner role, you know, who was referenced a few times, funnily enough, which was unexpected, but it didn't happen for, for whatever reason. People are always going to have their own thoughts and opinions on that, aren't they, guys? So we'll leave it there. But he didn't shy away from anything, Jürgen, to be fair. Naturally, Pierce and a fair play to James Pierce continued about the midfield situation, you know, what's happening there. So naturally, the Fabinho point came up. He said, it isn't done yet but he's not here, so we won't really speak about it. Made an interesting comment as well. We'll have to get used to these things. The timings aren't what we're used to. Now, naturally, there's going to be a bit of uncertainty there. Is, are we unsure if that's the length of the deal? I.e., it was two weeks ago, wasn't it, since he didn't get on that plane for being, you know, so timings and it's taken so long is in the length. Or caught out as in so close to the season with the preparations things like this happens hey who knows maybe a, a little bit of column a a little bit of column b so to speak but there we are okay also key quote which i'm sure you will see blazing around anytime soon we have to do something that is clear we are working on solutions now that last word you know everyone's going to jump on it you will have your theory I will have mine. What do we mean by solutions? People know it's two, it's three, is it just one? What do, you know? These are the age-old debates that we have under FSG. It's the, you know, what's dominated recent talk, so to speak, as well. But who knows? There's no definitive way. Your guess is as good as mine, so to speak. But he said, we're working on solutions. Naturally, people are thinking, why didn't anyone ask about Romeo Lavia? No one did. I suppose all we know today that he is with the Southampton squad, but it's not yet three o'clock on Saturday, you know, depending on when this comes out, so to speak. But that's unknown. And then again, I mentioned Milner earlier, thinking, hold on, but you've not mentioned a quote. He did say as one of his answers, James Milner always came on and finished the game off. Again, it's a bit chopped up this, but it's important to say we have to have players for that role. Sounds like he wanted Hendo for that role. So again, Two and two could be getting 27, but would it be an experienced one maybe that he targets as well? Who knows? That is probably a whole different show. This is about the press conference, but the quotes will be blazing tonight. Okay. Another great question for, from James Pierce. They might as well just had a tete-a-tete -tete, these two really, haven't they? But important to say, asked about the leadership group. Now, we think historically... Jurgen Klopp has put that to the players, hasn't he? It's been Jordan Henderson maintained the captaincy. It was once four. Jurgen told them to expand it to six and extra names came in. So if you think last season, you had Hendo, Milner, you had the two fullbacks, as in Robbo and Trent. You had Alisson as well, had Milner. Okay. Now, people have been speculating about will the players vote for Salah? You know, who was going to in? Like, how's it all going to work? All that speculation. Maybe it's not the only thing changing at Anfield. Who knows? Because Jurgen Klopp, when asked about it, great question, by the way, from James Pears. I will decide. There is no need for any kind of vote. It's a logical group. Okay. Interesting. People might see that differently in regards to logical group. And naturally, you've, I'm sure you've all seen the articles around there. Who will be captain, the vice-captain calls, Trent for the full role, Trent for the battle, all those types of things. But in Jürgen's head, as he is telling you clearly, it is a logical group. Fascinating, honestly. And then he's also said, 
Nobody has to be the next Milner or Hendo. They just have to be themselves to go into a logical group, as the manager puts it. Fascinating, honestly, it was for a, for a short press conference, about 24 minutes long. So many things to chop up, folks. There really was. Asked again at different points about you know his outlook, how he sees the season, completely understandably. And I'm not going to go into his analysis of last season because everyone's done that to death. I'm more fussed about what he said for this season on the outlook coming. So he said we are you know talked about working on solutions and an expansion of that. First, people want changes. Now everyone's worrying about the changes. We are really optimistic about it. We are excited as well. I like that. And he talked about change and an opportunity. I love that as well. Yeah, we can look, a lot of people look at change and think, God, the experience gone, all that type of thing. But in the sense of realism, Fabinho and Henderson, who, who have been great players for us, you know, at times, and I'm not going to miss my words on that, but they did not have good seasons, did they? Last year, it was pretty awful from the pair of them at times. There's no getting away from that. Those are just the facts. Whatever you think they'd have had impact wise this year, you know, changes are, are coming clearly. There's a there's a new take on the leadership group, who's appointing that, and, you know, all the other things we could speculate till the cows come home. But we should embrace this change like Jurgen Klopp is. We should be positive, especially if it's a younger team. We should be backing them. So I really like that. Just my two penance words, which I'm sure you will say is nonsense, but who cares? Next one as well. Asked, or the final question, I should say, Trent as the number six. Also, he's mentioned, uh, you know, about Connor Bradley there. So he said, yeah, Connor, it's a shame he's done well, but these things happen. He's got a minor knock. That's all it is, as speculation raged this week. Trent can play this position, and everyone's told us, you know, he should play in midfield without completing, completely explaining why, sorry. So a bit of a dig at all the pundits and all the, the suggestions that way as well. It's a different position that he's played for England. And I like the way he said that because obviously everyone's been referencing that. So it's important on pre-season and we want to try him as right back again, funnily enough. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, just like an odd dig at Gareth Southgate, does he? Which we all enjoy now and again. Maybe it's not that, but just that reference I enjoyed. It also depends. Yes, he can play there, but who's left or right of him? And I like this statement. If all the team defends correctly... I could play the six. Love that. Bit of fight still in Jürgen, eh? Sometimes we left too much work for the six to do, so we will have to see. Didn't commit one way or another. Made some good points for me. Might be wrong, but felt a little bit of a dig. England, Gareth Southgate, the way people that. Bit of a dig at the pundit side, the way people have been telling him what to do. So I love that there's still their fight left, even pre-season in Jürgen. It's still there. The fire burns hard for the boss. And listen, this isn't really a post-conference. It was a pre-conference ahead of a pre-season friendly, I totally get. However, we wanted to tell you what was said. For those who haven't seen it, again, there, there are a few things or a few places. You, I'm sure you'll be able to see the, the snippets that read it, which we always normally recommend. There is naturally no embargo because it's not that type of press conference, isn't it? But a lot to chop up. A lot to discuss. And as ever, that was a post-conference presser for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. 
The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.